Merry Christmas. My name is Brad Watson, and this is the Saturate Podcast's Advent devotional called Preparing Room. This is a 25-day reflective journey through the themes of Advent, as well as the themes of being the people God called us to be, so I hope that you will enjoy it. In addition to this devotional, we also have resources on Advent that I'd love for you to check out at saturatetheworld.com. One is the Advent Community Guide, which will help you have engaging conversations throughout this season as your community gets together. There's also crafts and coloring sheets for children, as well as alternative ways to use it with your children and family gatherings. So it's a great resource just to use with families as well. Also, we have a holiday missional community planning guide that will help leaders engage and plan for this season so that people will grow in your community in their love for God during this season, their love for one another in this season, and their love for their neighbor this season. So make sure you check both of those out. And with that, let's engage today's reflection. Morning with hope in a tragic world. Christmas can be a time of lights, trees, parties, and decadent food, but it is definitely a season of grief and sadness. For some, it's the grief of a lost childhood. The holidays remind us of all the brokenness our young lives were immersed in. Uh, For many, Christmas is a strong reminder of the death of a spouse, a parent, or child. Christmas was the last time uh, my wife spoke to her mother. Throughout these first days, we've looked back at God's faithfulness in fulfilling every promise of hope, every promise of hope he gave his children concerning Jesus. The first prophets boldly proclaimed God's coming amidst vast consumerism, greed, and a society that seemed pretty much well off. You know, that was the context in which the first prophets declared God's coming. But then in later years, the prophets declared his hope amidst a broken society, amidst exile, amidst confusion and despair. As the people grieved the loss of everything, the prophets said things like, prepare the way for the Lord. The Lord will gather his people. The king will come and rule with justice and all will be made right. The psalmist in that same time of sadness and brokenness said this, however, the Lord watches over us. And these prophecies you hear both prepare the way God is coming and also God will make things right. At the same time, God is also saying, I will be with you. Advent is a moment that pushes us into this odd kind of mourning. A mourning with hope. Grief or or mourning described in the scriptures challenges our notion of grief. It isn't this sort of rugged Hemingway-esque bearing of all emotions and the denial of pain. It isn't a journey to getting over it or moving on. But on the other hand, it's not a constant groveling in that pain either. See, often we're prone to make our grief the central thing about our lives and the central thing about God. We belittle people's attempts to speak words of life and encouragement or truth. See, the scriptures, though, they don't tell us how to grieve, but they do tell us what we possess in our grief. 
The Bible tells us of an accompanying presence of hope that we carry in grief. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 14, in the New Living Translation, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died, so that you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who had died. And then in 1 Peter 1, 3 through 6 in the NIV, it says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have to suffer grief of all kinds. The incarnation of God in Jesus guarantees hope as a possession in every trial. And at the foot of every grave of every fallen saint, the core of your mourning contains a lasting hope in Christ's arrival, his death, his resurrection, and his return. And now this this hope doesn't expel weeping. Often it welcomes it. Often it welcomes the acknowledgement of things not right. When you are informed, as Paul says, of the hope of Christ, or when you've received the inheritance of hope, as Peter describes, you see the world more clearly. You see the fractured marriages. You see the pain of loneliness, the injustice of poverty, the horror of war, the ridiculousness of racism, all creation itself cracking under the weight of the pressure of human sin, you see those things knowing that this is not how the Jesus intended his world to be. You also see those things and know that through the sacrifice of Christ's life, through the incarnation of Jesus as a baby, then as a man, then as a teacher, then his life being given, his death, his resurrection, We see in the great wealth of his love, all things will be made new. And so I invite you to spend time reflecting on this question. What hope does this Christ child, this almighty God bring you? Where do you need that hope? And how will you respond when it arrives? in the ordinary, and in the humble. Wait, before you go, I just want to say a few things about a new resource that's come out recently called The Gospel Basics for Kids. It's an amazing resource that we hope that you'll check out. It's for preschool-aged children, and it guides these kids through discussions and story and music and crafts and illustrations and coloring sheets, 
all to introduce these young children to the important discipleship uh, realities of gospel, identity, rhythms, and essentially the way that we teach and train and disciple adults, we're doing it for kids because our children are not the disciples of the future. They're the disciples of today. And so go to saturatetheworld.com or amazon.com to learn more about the gospel basics for kids and get your copy.